What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, someone returned a library book that was 120 years overdue. Tony Kornheiser, 120 years. That's how long we've been doing this show. You want to talk about overdue? Come on now. I thought overdue you were going to say overdue. the book was first taken out of the library by Hubie Brown. Hubie I Brown. you were going to Hubie smash Brown. Hubie. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't do it. I wanted Do kids to do have it, library but... cards anymore? Did your I kids have library them. cards? No. I don't think so. I, I don't know. I, I don't think they do. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, Xander Bogart sleeves the Red Sox for the Padres. The Pelicans suddenly lead the West, and Steve Young joins us for five good minutes. But we begin today with Brittany Griner being released from a Russian jail to a prisoner swap for convicted Russian arms dealer Victor Boot, who was in an American jail. A potential swap had been talked about for months. Griner was serving a nine-year prison sentence after a Russian court convicted her of possession of cannabis oil. The United States government had considered her wrongfully detained. Wilbon, what are your thoughts on this? Tony, um, you know, I'm out here in Arizona, so I'm two hours away right now from Eastern time. But I woke up, I don't know, seems like about five o'clock this morning and just happened to look at my phone, which everybody does now. And I saw this. This is what the alert that was on my phone was that the prisoner swap had been made and Brittany Griner was going to be on her way back, if not already on her way back. And I, I just know what I felt, it, it, relief. And I don't know Brittany Griner. I've been in her company, you know, a dozen times over her career. And I don't know that any of that matters, just given what she'd gone through that we know about. And there's so much awful, all of it, I'm sure, that we don't know about. Yeah. And I s- then saw the press conference with her wife in Washington, with the president. And I just, I just felt relief. And I imagine that all the people who know her and root for her and the people who are related to and friends of Relief is the first thing. You can, there's outrage, there's a lot of things, but relief, Tony, was the overriding emotion for me, and I presume others. Yeah, I'm very glad that she's back. Um, well, not back yet, but I'm very glad she has the ability to come back. Uh, Brittany Griner uh, was the beneficiary of loud and strong and continual urging to bring her home. She had unwavering support from her colleagues in the WNBA and the NBA as well. And I think that played a big part in President Biden going through the diplomatic channels and trying to get her back. I, I think this is, you know, really all good. I thought to myself, I wonder how the eight to 10 months of incarceration might affect, if it affects at all, her basketball career. And I found myself smiling that I went to a basketball question because I knew she was coming back. And so that, you know, she has the ability. I don't know if she wants to play. She has the ability to play again. I feel terrible for political prisoners and detainees, you know, and I'm I'm glad she's back. And I don't I don't have anything more to say about it, because honestly, I never imagined a circumstance like this where a professional American athlete would be a pawn in something political. And so just as a P.S. for me, I mentioned relief being the first emotion. I, I just think about how impressed I am by the WNBA. I know there was support from the NBA and Major League Baseball. Every, every, every corner of America, it seems, supported. And I'm so glad Brittany Griner. 
But the WNBA, to be a small, new league, just more than 20 years old, to have women particularly who are that um, conscientious and that active, just, just really impressed by so many people in that league and glad she's home. Let's move to baseball and shortstop Xander Bogarts, leaving the Red Sox for the Padres. The 30-year-old Bogarts agreed to an 11-year, $280 million deal with San Diego last night. He'll join other huge names like Manny Machado, Juan Soto, Fernando Tatis Jr., whenever he comes back. Bogarts was a homegrown product of the Sox system and batted just, he just batted. 307 in an all-star season. So, is his decision a bigger deal for what the Padres are gaining, Tony, or what the Red Sox are losing? Uh, Xander Bogarts is an all-star player. He's been an all-star four times. Um, I think it's odd, unusual, that the San Diego Padres keep stacking up shortstops. That's weird. They got Tatis. They're moving him to the outfield. They got Machado. They already moved him to third base. The replacement last year for Tatis, when he had the ringworm and had to treat it yeah. with you know, performance-enhancing drugs and got 80 games for that and that ridiculous excuse, Hassan Kim is going to go to second base so that Bogarts can go to shortstop. It's like they are collecting shortstops like ceramic eggs, unless they know, unless there's a new rule that only shortstops can play the field. I have no idea what they're doing. And I'd like to look at the Red Sox, though, because you lost Mookie Betts. You traded him because you didn't want to pay him. And now you have lost Xander Bogarts. As you said, homegrown talent, very popular in Boston. They're in a division with the Yankees and the Blue Jays and the Rays, all of whom I believe made the playoffs, and the Orioles were the most improved team in baseball. And the Red Sox are on the escalator down. Mm. I don't really get this. Well, too bad for them. And too bad for the Cubs. Two rich teams for letting their three-time all-star catcher wander off to their rival, the Cardinals. I don't feel anything for the Red Sox or the Cubs. They can keep whoever they want to keep. So that if they want to be either lazy and or cheap or, or, or underplay other teams, or, you know, play them for cheap, as we used to say, no better for them. Good for the Padres. The Padres trying to win now. And they know they got the team up north, as they say in Columbus about Ann Arbor, the team up north would be the L.A. Dodgers. And they got to they gotta catch them. And to do it, by the way, Tony, when you and I were growing up, the kid who played shortstop was what? He was the best athlete. Best athlete. Because that kid played quarterback, Cal Ripken. That best kid athlete. played point guard. That kid did right. everything in every sport in your neighborhood. The kid who played shortstop. So they're amassing the best talent out there. Good for them. And if the Red Sox, I, I mean, I if can you don't want to pay Mookie Betts and this guy, get out of the way. I think, you know, maybe they look at a contract that goes to 39 and 40 and 41 and yeah. they think somebody's not productive because not everybody's Tom Brady. But the Boston Red Sox are profitable enough and successful enough and competitive to. enough to keep anybody they want. And they didn't want yeah, that's to. That's right. Let's move that's to right. the NBA, where a bunch of Western Conference teams lost last night. Your Lakers, as predicted here, lost to the Raptors. The Warriors gave up five points in the last 13 seconds, beaten by Utah. The Clippers blew an 18-point lead and accomplished the impossible. They allowed Orlando to win. And your sons were destroyed at home uh, by Boston. At one uh, point, going down by 45 points right in front of you. All yep. this leaves New Orleans, which beat Detroit last night in first place in the West. So, Wilbon, how seriously should we take the Pelicans? As you used to say, I'm going to the glasses now. Let me say this about the Phoenix situation. So, the last two games I attended in person here in the Valley, right behind me, 
They were down a, comb- a combined 100 points. Game seven <laughs> to the Dallas Mavericks. And then last night. So it's me. I'm going to be banned from the footprint center or whatever they call it now. It's, it's unbelievable to sit there and watch that happen to the Suns. I, I don't know what's going on with that. Now, the, the, the Pelicans, Tony. Center? Is that an footprint. actual that's name? That's what it is today. Yeah, that's what it is today. The footprint, footprint. center? Some great, some great lounges. Some great lounges, too, because I left courtside to go to the that lounges. Is when awful. they were down 45. Footprint. Now, I know you haven't don't watched New Orleans yet because they come on later than noon. You know, the perfect schedule yeah. for you is World Cup because it comes on at 2 in the afternoon. Zion, yeah. McCollum, Ingram. I mean, Herb Jones, who's a, a, a wonder. Valanchunas, Trey Murphy off the bench usually. The Pelicans have a squad. We knew that last year when they pushed the Suns in the first round, the Suns got out of their series advance. But, Tony, yes, the Pelicans are to be taken seriously right now because they, they got a, like a six-month head start on Cleveland. I don't think Cleveland can do that, and the East is stronger. But Pelicans are to be taken seriously. I'm going to leave that to you. I'm going to concentrate on your Phoenix Suns. They yeah. played the best team in basketball last night. They only get one shot at home against an Eastern team. What a gag job, okay? Down 10 after one, down 27 at the half, down 39 at three quarters. Chris Paul, minus 28. Devin Booker, minus 40. Come on now, he's been out for a while. Devin Booker, minus 40. You you know, one shot at Boston. That's awful. They should give back the money. They should give footprints for free to everybody. I didn't pay to get in, so they don't owe me anything. Coming up. Why is Tom Brady more effective in the fourth quarter than he is earlier in the game? We're going to ask Steve Young. You know, they're in first place. You never praise them when they're playing well. You just come and take shots because they're not on I-95. We'll also ask him how much Sean McVay can really help Baker Mayfield. I don't hear any praise. I don't hear any praise. Yeah, let me tell you they what finished road they're first on. In the West, huh? They're on the road to perdition. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. PTI fans, listen up. Have you heard you can listen to episodes of this very show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership? That's right. All your favorite PTI episodes can be heard on Amazon Music ad-free. But that's not all. You can listen to other top podcasts like The Low Post and First Take ad-free as well. They also have your favorite shows like The Daily, Part of My Take, and Up First, all without ads. You know what this means uninterrupted listening so no more cliffhangers amazon music offers the most ad-free top podcasts so we know they definitely have something for you and it's already included in your prime membership to start listening download the amazon music app for free or go to amazon.com pti that's amazon.com pti to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads 
Word on the street is that week 14 of the NFL season kicks off tonight. So let's bring in our great friend dressing very casually for the second straight week. What has gotten into Hall of Fame quarterback Steve Young? Looks like he's modeling. Very sweet. Let's start with this. All right. I said this about the Monday night game, and I said it on Tuesday. I'm going to quote myself, which is always fun. Tom Brady might not be able to do it for four quarters, but he can do it in the fourth quarter. You were there. Why do you think a quarterback like Brady can have that kind of success late in the game when for the rest of the game he's been floundering? Well, I mean, Tony, you got to remember – these are professionals on both sides, right? Greatest athletes in the world, coaches, everything they prepare, and they have plans, and they have schemes, and they work all week to get ready for it. And then the first and second quarter, they go through all of those, and then the halftime, they adjust again. They try to come out with something. By the fourth quarter, it has all devolved. It has all gone to just an athletic event where things are just, you know, there's no plan anymore. There's no adjustments anymore. It's just playing. And in that way, Great quarterbacking is being able to, as things devolve and get more hectic and chaotic by definition, I calm down. And so I can tell you the great players that I know have been around, they they at least stay neutral. It gets crazier and crazier. They stay neutral. There are two guys that I've seen in my lifetime that actually calm down more in a zen-like state. When it, The more crazy it gets, the more calm. It's like a, an inverse reaction, and that's Joe Montana and Tom Brady. So if you talk about the fourth quarter – why they are able to succeed so much in the fourth is because as things get crazier, they get more fundamental. And that's how they beat you in fundamentals while everybody else has lost it. Raiders uh, and Rams tonight. Sean McVay now working with Baker Mayfield, Steve. How much can somebody really affect a coach, affect a quarterback's trajectory, or is this quarterback whisperer overrated? Yeah. <laughs> You guys ask me great questions. I say that to you every week. And this is, this is not a good five minutes. This is a good 60 minutes I need on this question. Because the truth <laughs> is, the game is such – we know the quarterback is important. It is the most important position in sports. And in the NFL, it defines your chance to go to the Super Bowl. And there are a handful, and maybe two handfuls, of quarterback whisperers, I'll call them. The innovative young minds, and then Andy Reid, not a young mind, but still the same kind of a guy, Sean Payton. There's people that have been in the game for a while – but those innovative young quarterbacks, quarterback coaches and the, uh, head coaches and offensive coordinators are the ones that quarterbacks want to be with because it'll bring out the most in you. Whatever you have, it's going to come out. I would say that about Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco. The most you'll ever be is with a guy like Kyle Shanahan. And so for Baker, I'm not going to say where he's been, but I'm saying where you are today, if Sean McVay can't bring this out in you, it's about you it's not about anything else in the game because there are a lot of places, Michael, where you can traipse around this league and not be coached well and really struggle to show who you really are as a quarterback because you do not have the help that you need. Well, that leads me in an interesting situation with Brock Purdy, about whom Trent Williams said, you think he'd been in the league 15 years? If you're talking, he'll say, shut your ass up. He's not timid. As a quarterback, how much value do you ascribe to that? And does a kid like Brock Purdy get to have that already? It, it's all contextual. A certain person can say that, and he can get kicked in the teeth. And another person <laughs> says it and gets respected, right? Because it's all about how you manage people. What I love about quarterbacking, one of the, my favorite things, is because it asks so much of you spiritually, mentally, emotionally. Like, you have to be able to gather people every week, gather people that are being paid less, that have to you know, give up their body, their physical being to go protect you. And like, you got to gather people. And what you speak to, how you speak to them 
should be always gathering. And sometimes you have to have a carrot and sometimes you have to have a stick and you have to be super careful how you use the stick. And so Brock Purdy must have said something to Trent Williams for an old veteran to be able to say that about a rookie. Is that something authentic about Brock that he used a stick and got away with it as a rookie says a lot about Brock Purdy. That's a great answer. I'll get you out of here on this one. This one's about you. Kyle Shanahan was asked early this week whether you, Steve Young, could fill the uh, 49ers quarterback job. And he said, I'm quoting here, I'm definitely ready for Steve. I think he can still run it, so let's do it, unquote. How did that make you feel? You heard that. How did it make you feel? Strangely, it's a compliment to Kyle Shanahan because the system he set up is one that is really quarterback friendly. And I've seen it and witnessed it as he's presented it to the players. And I've asked him questions around, well, what about blitz? He goes, that's covered. Well, what about uh, uh, protection? It's covered. It's like he has made this offensive football as complex to the defense as possible and as easy for the quarterback as possible. So what he's saying is even Steve Young could come. (laughs) That's not what he's saying. No, he's not. I know, but what I'm saying, I guess what I'm saying is in today's game, we've talked about it ad nauseum that the game is more college-like, more wide open because of safety rules and how tough it is on defenses that they have to can't patrol the defensive side of the ball nearly as well. The game is more wide open. And because of that, for guys like me that can run and play action and RPOs out of the, out of the shotgun and a lot of slip screens, how many throws are really extension of the running game with zero risk? And you can, you can be a 60% completion guy in the NFL today by taking zero risk in that way. Maybe there's a chance for somebody like me to actually play another, another lifetime. You know, that's why I wish I could play today very much because it's a game for my kind, of, my kind of quarterbacking is made for 2022. It's an incredible pleasure to have you great. on this show. Thank great. you, Steve. You guys are Thank you, Steve. Appreciate it. All right, boys. Hey, nice to be with you. You can catch more of Steve on Monday Night Countdown, this week featuring the Patriots and Cardinals. Let's take one last break, but still to come, Wilbon picks tomorrow's World Cup games. Steve was pretty damn good in 1992 and 1986 and a whole lot of other years, too. You know, Tage Thompson has a huge night for the Sabres. Steve Young is the smartest guy talking on sports in the world. Okay, he's the smartest guy. You get no argument. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats experience it live now let's talk about the play of the week the pressure to follow up hypnotic and cognac weighing heavy on the team hypnotic was in the cup blue and ready for the play and boom Añejo tequila came in with a smooth assist to hypnotic's tropical fruit finish shaken strained poured it was green and good the playmaking splash shifted the tempo another great cocktail from the hypnotic team every season is hypnotic and tequila season hypnotic liqueur bardstown kentucky 17 percent alcohol by volume hypnotic reminds you to think wisely drink wisely happy time people happy 80th birthday bob love history lesson kids 
Butterbean Bob Love played 11 years in the NBA, was a three-time All-Star, three-time All-Defensive player. 6'8 forward, averaged 17.6 points and 5.9 rebounds a game. And the reason we're celebrating his birthday is because Love was a starting forward on the Chicago Bulls of Michael Ray Wilbon's youth. Love yes, and Chet Walker were the forwards, Tom Borwinkle was the center, and the all-star guards were Jerry Sloan and Stormin' Norman Van Leer. Man. These Bulls were physically tough and defensive-minded. They got to the Western Conference Finals twice in 1974 and 1975, losing to the Bucks and then the Warriors. They were good, just not good enough. Yeah, Tony, Dick Mata had those teams going. Those were my idols, collectively, but Bob Love. I got to know Coach Sloan. I got to know Norm Van Leer, who put me on this radio show. When I was a kid, I was terrified. And I talked to Chet Walker now, who should be in the Hall of Fame. I, I love those guys, but Bob Butterbean Love was a guy. I, I'm still scared to talk to him. Even all these years later, they were my idols. They were great. I learned everything I feel about basketball from them. Happy anniversary, Kyler Murray. On this day four years ago, the Oklahoma Sooners senior quarterback won the Heisman just one year after being the understudy to Baker Mayfield, who himself won the Heisman. Murray then became the first player to replace the Heisman winner and win it himself. Should Caleb Williams win the Heisman, he would be Lincoln Riley's third Heisman winner in six years. Oklahoma is tied with Notre Dame and Ohio State for the most Heisman winners with seven. USC has seven as well, but Reggie Bush's Heisman is officially vacated, leaving him to grasp a bacon cheeseburger from Wendy's instead in a good series of commercials. Oh, Murray is a big star without any significant wins in the NFL. You'll be interested in this, Tony. Caleb Williams won AP Player of the Year yesterday or this morning, whatever. Got 32 out of 46 first place votes. That's what should happen with the Heisman as well. Happy trails to last night's game for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Most times when your team scores four goals in hockey, you win. But not if you let a guy on the other team score five goals by himself. Buffalo's six foot seven forward, Tage Thompson, tied the Sabres franchise record with five goals last night. He got four goals in the first period in just five minutes, 14 seconds of ice time. Buffalo beat Columbus nine to four. Last week, we talked about a nine eight game. Last night, Edmonton scored eight goals. Scoring's up in the NHL. The average game yields 6.36 goals, which is up from last season's 6.29 goals per game, which was the first time the NHL got to over six goals a game since 2005. Tony, you and other dopey people like my brother, Don, you just bemoan the lack of scoring in soccer, particularly World Cup, but yet you know a one nothing game in Major League Baseball in October is great. A one nothing NHL Stanley Cup playoff game is great. There's tension. So stop whining. I don't like this extra scoring in the NHL. I don't. One omission, former Bills punter Matt Ariza was not charged in alleged rape of a minor while a student at San Diego State. Very quick to the big finish. If Let's ready. do it. The House Oversight Committee released a report that was highly critical of Dan Snyder and the commanders. Your thoughts? It underscores further declaration, he's going to be gone. Selling force out whatever, he's going to be gone. The Falcons soon. The Falcons are benching Marcus Mariota and will start rookie Desmond Ritter. Does that make sense to you? He's a good college quarterback. They ought to look at him. They don't appear to be a playoff team. Two World Cup games tomorrow, Croatia, Brazil, and Netherlands, Argentina. Your picks. Oh, tell me I don't want to see Brazil, Argentina. I'm picking them, I'm rooting for them, and that's what I want to see. The Athletic reports Jason Garrett is a finalist for the Stanford job. That's a good fit, right? He's a smart guy. He went to Princeton. 
Stanford is the best combination of athletics and academics in the country. Last one. It is. The Spurs can snap their 11-game losing streak tonight against the Rockets, but will they? I don't know. The Rockets have gotten feisty lately. Beat Phoenix, beat the Sixers. I may have to go with the Rockets to extend that streak to 12. You're the only person who knows the Rockets do anything. We're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time. I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the podcast on the app or Apple Podcasts. And now it's 65 and sunny here, Tone. Perfect. I'm going to go outside. You can go three deep on the Rockets. Nobody can. Yeah.